0: THE BOOK OF ESTHER, FROM THE HOLY BIBLE IN MODERN ENGLISH, TRANSLATED BY FARRAR FENTON. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. RECORDING BY MARK PENFOLD. CHAPTER One. It was in the period of Kushrush, the Kushrush who was emperor from Haud to Kush, a hundred and twenty-seven provinces, in those days, whilst this king reigned, Kushrush fixed the throne of his empire in the palace of Shushan. In the third year of his reign he made a feast for all his princes and ministers, and the powerful officers of the Medes and Persians, and the governors of the provinces who were present with him when he displayed the splendid wealth of his empire and the most beautiful treasures of his dominions for a number of days, a hundred and eighty days. And when that period was run out, the king made one to all the people who were found at the palace of Shushan a feast for seven days to the small and great in the garden-court of the king's residence. Curtains of muslin and purple hung on white cords, with fringes on rings of silver from columns of marble. The sofas were of gold and silver on a pavement of porphyry and marble and alabaster and greenstone and they drank out of golden cups of various patterns plentifully of the royal wine at the cost of the king and this was the rule of the feast there was no control for so the king had ordered to the steward of his palace that every one should do as he wished vashti the queen also made a feast for women in the royal palace of king kushrush on its seventh day when the king was elated by wine he ordered mehuman biztha, harbona bigtha and Abagtha, zethar and karkas the seven chief eunuchs who attended king kushrush to bring the queen vashti to the royal presence with her queenly crown to show the people and nobles her beauty for she was charming to look at but the queen vashti refused to come at the order of the king by the hand of the eunuchs the king was consequently very furious and his rage fired him THE KING THEREFORE ASKED FOR THE JUDGES WHO UNDERSTOOD THE CUSTOMS, AS THE KING WAS ACCUSTOMED TO DO TOWARDS ALL WHO UNDERSTOOD AFFAIRS AND LAW, AND Karsena, SHATHAR, ADMATHA, TARSHISH, MEREZ, MARSENA, Memuken, SEVEN PRINCES OF PERSIA AND Media APPROACHED HIM. THEY WERE THE PRIVY councillors OF THE KING AND PRESIDENTS OF THE EMPIRE what should be done to queen vashti according to law because she has not obeyed the order of the king kushrush given through the chamberlains he asked and memucan replied before king kushrush and the princes vashti the queen has not only insulted the king but all the princes and all the people who are in all the dominions of king kushrush for the action of the queen will excite all the women to despise their masters in their sight when they are told that king kushrush commanded vashti the queen to be brought to him and she would not come and to-day it will be told to the ladies of persia and media and when all the king's nobles hear of the action of queen vashti there will be contempt and anger Therefore, if it is pleasing to the king, let this be recorded in the laws of the Persians and Medes, so that it may not be passed by, that Vashti shall no more come into the presence of Kushrush, and that her queendom be given by the king to the least amongst her companions. Thus, when the decree that the king has made is published in all his kingdoms, for they are many, then all the wives will respect their husbands from the greatest to the least this advice was satisfactory in the opinion of the king and the nobles. So the king acted on the advice of Memukin and sent out letters to all the royal provinces, to province and province according to its writing, and to people and people according to its language, that every man should be master in his own house. He also published it in the language of his own people. Chapter 2 after these events the fury of king kushrush having subsided he remembered vashti and what she had done and what had been decreed against her so the personal attendants of the king advised the king to seek young girls of charming beauty for the king the king consequently appointed officers in all the provinces of his empire who collected all the charmingly beautiful maiden girls to the palace of shushan to the women's apartments under the control of Haggai, the eunuch of the king the guardian of the wives to give them baths and the girl who might be pleasing to the eyes of the king was to reign instead of vashti this suggestion was good in the opinion of the king and it was adopted there was a man a jew an attendant in the palace of shushan whose name was mordecai ben jair ben Shemai ben kish a man of benjamin who had been carried from jerusalem with the transports when jeconiah the king of judah was transported by king nebuchadnezzar to babel and he had brought up hadassah who is esther his niece for she had neither father nor mother and the girl was exceedingly beautiful and attractive to look at and on the death of her father and mother mordecai took her to his own home and when the command and decree of the king was published and many girls were collected at the palace of Shushan, under the care of Haggai, Esther was also taken to the palace of the king, to the care of Haggai, the guardian of the wives, and the girl was attractive in his opinion, and she acquired kindness from him, and he hastened her preparations and the appointments to be given to her, and selected seven girls to be given to her from the royal household. He also removed her and her maids to the house of the handsome women, esther however did not inform her people or her relatives for mordecai had ordered her not to inform them but every day mordecai walked before the court of the women's house to inquire about the health of esther and what was done with her when a girl's turn came and that girl went to king kushrush at the end of her preparations according to the usage of the women during twelve months for then the period of the baths were accomplished six months with oil of myrrh and six months with perfumes and female baths. The girl went to the king in this way. All that she asked for was given to her to accompany her from the women's apartments to the apartment of the king. She went in the evening, and returned in the morning to the apartment of the secondary wise, to the care of Shashgaz, the royal eunuch, guardian of the favorites. She never again went to the king, except the king was pleased with her and might invite her by name but when the turn of esther the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of mordecai who had adopted her as a daughter arrived to go to the king she did not request anything except what Haggai, the royal eunuch the guardian of women suggested yet esther found admiration from the eyes of all who saw her thus esther was taken to the apartment of king kushrush in the tenth month which is the month tebeth in the seventh year of his reign and the king loved esther more than all the women and she acquired favour and consideration with the king more than all the girls so he placed the queenly crown on her head and she queened instead of vashti the king also made a great feast on the occasion to all his nobles and ministers the feast of esther and made a remission to his provinces and distributed presents from the king's hand and when the girls were assembled again, then Mordecai was promoted to the royal court. Esther, however, had not disclosed this to her relatives or her people as Mordecai had instructed her, for Esther did as Mordecai commanded her, the same as when she was brought up by him. During the period when Mordecai sat in the royal court, two of the royal chamberlains Big Fan and Teresh, of the guardians of the gate, were insulted, so they conspired to assail King Kushrush. But Mordecai was informed of the affair, and reported it to the Queen Esther, and Esther told it to the king in the name of Mordecai. So he inquired into the matter and discovered it, and hung both of them on a tree, and had it recorded in the record of the daily events before the king. CHAPTER three after these events king kushrush promoted haman ben hamadatha the agagite and ennobled him and set his chair above all the princes he had so all the ministers of the king who were in the royal gate knelt and bowed to haman for the king commanded it but mordecai would not kneel or bow consequently the ministers of the king who were at the royal gate said to mordecai why do you disobey the king's order and they repeated this to him day by day, but he would not listen to them. So they informed Haman to ascertain if Mordecai could retain his position, for he had informed them he was a Jew. When Haman learned that Mordecai did not kneel or bow to him, Haman was filled with fury. But it was despicable in his eyes to lay hand on Mordecai alone, for they had informed him of the race of Mordecai, so haman plotted to destroy the whole race of the jews who were in the whole empire of kushrush along with mordecai in the first month which is the month of nisan in the twelfth year of king kushrush they threw the arrows which are their lots before haman from day to day and from month to month until the twelfth which is the month of adar then haman said to king kushrush there exists a single people dispersed and scattered amongst all the provinces of your empire with different customs from all the people and they do not obey the edicts of the king consequently it is no advantage to the king to protect them if therefore the king approves of an edict to destroy them i will pay ten thousand talents of silver for the hands of those who execute the business and bring it to the king's treasury so the king took his seal from off his finger and gave it to haman ben hamadatha the agagite the enemy of the jews the king also said to haman i will give the money to you but as for that people do what you like with them then the royal trumpet was blown on the thirteenth day of the first month and it was written exactly as haman ordered to the viceroys and the governors who were over province and province and to the generals of the forces and the peoples in their own languages it was written in the name of king kushrush and sealed with the royal seal letters were also sent by means of the post to all the provinces of the king to destroy to kill and exterminate the whole of the jews from youths to old men with the infants and women in a single day in the thirteenth day of the twelfth month which is the month of adar and to plunder their property a copy of this letter to be published as a decree in every province and the provincial authorities to distribute it to all the peoples for them to be prepared for that day the mails were sent out urgently, as if by command of the king, and the decree was published at the palace of Shushan, while the king and Haman sat drinking. But the city of Shushan was thrown into confusion. Chapter 4 Mordecai, however, knew of all that was done. Mordecai, therefore, tore off his robes and clothed in a sack, and went to the center of the city, and shrieked with a great and bitter shriek. Then he went opposite the royal gate, for he might not enter the gate of the king clothed in a sack. And in every province and provincial village where the order of the king and the decree arrived, there was great depression among the Jews, who fasted and wept and mourned in sacking, and ashes were spread under many. But Esther's maids and her eunuch came and informed her, and the queen was in great anguish, and sent clothing to Mordecai to clothe himself, and to ask him to strip the sacking off him, but he would not accept it. Esther consequently called to Hatach, one of the royal chamberlains who waited on her, and ordered him to go to Mordecai to learn what this meant, and what it was. Hatak accordingly went to Mordecai, into the marketplace of the town, which is opposite the king's gate, and Mordecai informed him of all that had happened and the sum of money that haman had promised to pay into the king's treasury for the extermination of the jews he also gave him a copy of the enrolled decree which was deposited at shushan for their destruction to show to esther and he commanded her to go to the king to arouse him and to intercede with him for her people hatak then returned and reported the words of mordecai to esther but esther replied to hatak and dispatched him to mordecai all the servants of the king and the people of the royal provinces know that any man or woman who goes to the king into the inner court, who has not been invited, has one fate, to die, except the king extends to them his golden scepter. So it will be with myself. I have not been invited to go to the king this three days. So he reported the words of Esther to Mordecai. But Mordecai replied in return to Esther, do not imagine in your mind that the household of the king will escape more than all the jews for if you keep silent at this period yet life and deliverance will arise to the jews from some other quarter but you and your father's house will be destroyed but who knows if it was not for this occasion you were raised to the queendom then esther commanded to reply to mordecai Go. Collect the whole of the Jews who are found in Shushan, and let them fast for me, and neither eat nor drink for three days, night and day, and I also and my maids will fast. I will then go to the king, although contrary to the law, and if I perish, I shall perish. Mordecai accordingly went and did all that Esther commanded. CHAPTER five. And when the third day arrived, Esther the queen dressed herself and appeared in the inner court of the royal palace opposite the king's apartments. And the king sat on the royal throne in the palace under the veranda of the palace. And when the king saw Queen Esther, she raised admiration in his eyes, and the king extended the golden scepter to Esther. So Esther approached to the end of the scepter when the king asked, "'What is it, Queen Esther?' And what do you ask? It shall be given to you, even if half of my empire. When Esther answered, If it pleases the king that the king and Haman would come to a dinner which I have made for them. Then the king said, Order Haman to be quick, and accomplished the request of Esther. The king and Haman consequently went to the dinner that Esther had prepared, and the king asked Esther while drinking his wine, whatever you ask shall be given to you even if you ask half of my empire it shall be done and esther replied and said if i have found favor in the sight of the king and if it pleases the king to grant my request and to do what i ask let the king and haman come to a dinner that i will make for them and tomorrow i will make a request to the king haman consequently went out that day glad and delighted at heart but when Haman saw Mordecai at the gate of the king, and that he did not rise or tremble before him, Haman was filled with fury against Mordecai. However, Haman restrained himself and went to his home, where he sent and collected his friends and his wife Zeresh. And Haman related to them his great wealth and his numerous children, and how the king had advanced him, and how he had raised him above all the princes and ministers of the king, and haman continued esther the queen also did not admit with the king any one to the dinner that she made except myself <laughs> and also to-morrow i am invited by her together with the king but all this is nothing to me so long as i see mordecai the jew sit in the court of the king so zeresh and all his friends said to him let them make a gallows fifty cubits high and in the morning speak to the king, and he will hang Mordecai upon it. Then go to the dinner with the king, happy and glad-hearted. <laughs> this advice was good in the opinion of Haman. CHAPTER six. On that night sleep wandered from the king, so he ordered the records of the current events of his days to be brought, and they were read before the king and the record of the information given by mordecai about bigfan and tarash the royal chamberlains who guarded the threshold who conspired to lay hands on king kushrush was lit upon when the king asked what has been done in value and advancement to mordecai for that and the young men who attended on the king replied uh, nothing has been done for him so the king asked who is in the court just then Haman had come to the outer court of the royal palace to ask the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows he had prepared for him. So the pages of the king said to him, We see Haman standing in the court. And the king replied, Let him enter. Haman consequently entered, and the king asked him, What should be done to the man whom the king delights to honor? But Haman said to his heart, "'Whom would the king delight to honour except myself?' Therefore Haman replied to the king, uh, "'For the man whom the king may delight to honour, "'let them bring royal robes such as the king himself has worn, "'and a horse that the king has ridden upon, "'and which has the royal plume on its head. "'And let them give the robes and the horse "'into the hand of a man among the most distinguished "'of the king's nobles,' and let them be put upon the man whom the king delights to honour with distinction and let him ride on the horse through the streets of the city and proclaim before him it is done thus to the man whom the king delights to honour the king then said to Haman, make haste take the robes and the horse as you have said and do so to mordecai the jew who sits in the royal gate do not omit anything from all that you have suggested. Haman, therefore, took the robes and the horse, and clothed Mordecai, and he rode through the squares of the city, and it was proclaimed before him, It is done thus to the man whom the king delights to honor. Then Mordecai returned to the royal court, but Haman went to his home depressed and with an aching head, and Haman related to Zeresh his wife and to all his friends all that had happened when his advisers and his wife said to him, If this Mordecai is of the Jewish race, before whom you have begun to fall, you cannot resist him, but will fall before him. While they were talking with him, the king's chamberlains approached and commanded Haman to come to the dinner that Esther had prepared. Chapter 7 so the king and haman went to dine with queen esther then the king said to esther on the second day while drinking his wine what do you ask queen esther and it shall be given to you even if you ask for half of my empire it shall be done and queen esther answered and said if i have found favour in your eyes king and if it is the pleasure of the king give me my life at my request and my people's on my petition for we are sold i and my people to destruction to murder and to extermination and if we had only been sold for bondmen and women i would have been silent but there is no affliction comparable to the king's loss but king kushrush answered and asked of queen esther who is he and what is he who has planned in his heart to do this and esther replied a cruel and hateful man that wicked haman then haman was terrified at the faces of the king and queen and the king rushed in his fury from the wine table to the palace garden but haman stayed to beg for his life from esther the queen for he saw that complete ruin from the king was before him when the king returned from the palace garden to the wine room haman was fallen on the sofa that esther was upon so the king exclaimed will he also ravish the queen before me in the palace so the word went out of the king's mouth and they covered haman's face and harbona one of the royal chamberlains said there is ready the gallows of fifty cubits high that haman made for mordecai who spoke good news to the king it stands near the palace of haman if the king commands he can be hung upon it so they hung haman on the gallows which he had prepared for mordecai then the fury of the king was appeased chapter eight on the same day king kushrush gave to queen esther the house of haman the jew hater and mordecai was brought before the king for esther had informed him what he was to her and the king took off his ring that which he had recovered from haman and gave it to Mordecai, and Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. Then Esther again spoke to the king, and fell at his feet, and wept, and besought him to redress the wickedness of Haman the Agagite, and the conspiracy he had contrived against the Jews. And the king extended the golden scepter. So Esther arose, and stood before the king, and said, If it is good to the king, and if i have found favour before him and it is acceptable before the king and i am pleasing in his eyes let it be written to reverse the letters that haman ben hamadatha the agagite contrived when he wrote to exterminate the jews who are in all the provinces of the king for how can i bear to see the misery that will find my people and how can i endure to look on the destruction of my relatives king Cushbush, however replied to esther the queen and to mordecai the jew you see i have given the palace of haman to esther and they have hung him upon the gallows because he stretched out his hand against the jews but you must write to the jews as seems best in your opinion in the name of the king and you can seal with the royal seal for a letter that has been written in the royal name and sealed with the royal seal is not able to be reversed they consequently summoned the royal secretaries for the purpose in haste on the twenty-third day of the month sivan the third month who wrote as they were instructed by mordecai the jew to the viceroys and governors and generals of the provinces which were from Howd to Cush, a hundred and twenty-seven provinces province by province according to the writing of the people and according to the language of the people and to the jews in their alphabet and language they wrote in the name of the king kushrush and sealed it with the royal seal and sent the letters by the posts on horseback on race-horses bred in the royal stud by which the king granted to the jews who were in every town to collect and stand for their lives and to destroy to kill and exterminate all forces of the people or province who assailed them to infant and wife and to plunder their property on the same day in all the provinces of king kushrush on the thirteenth of the twelfth month which is the month of adar a copy of this letter was also published as a decree in every province and government openly to all the peoples that the jews might be ready against that day to defend themselves from their enemies then mordecai left the presence of the king completely clothed in royal robes of blue and white and a great wreath of gold and a shawl of muslin and purple and the city of Shushan shouted and rejoiced, and the Jews had light and delight and joy and honor. And all over, province by province, and in every city and village where the royal message and decree arrived, the Jews were glad and rejoiced with festivity and a good day, and many from among the population of the country became Jews, for a terror of the Jews fell upon them. CHAPTER nine so in the twelfth month that is the month of adar on the twelfth day of it when it approached to put the royal command and decree into practice on the day that the enemies of the jews hoped to dominate them it then turned about that the jews dominated those who hated them and the jews collected in the towns and in all the provinces of king kushrush and assailed all who sought to injure them and no man could resist them, for a terror had fallen on all the peoples, and all the generals of the provinces, and the viceroys, and governors, and executive officers of the royal affairs, assisted the Jews, for the terror of Mordecai had fallen upon them, for Mordecai was great in the palace of the king, and his fame travelled to all the provinces, for the man Mordecai advanced and was great. The Jews, therefore, struck with the edge of the sword all their enemies, and slew and destroyed, and did to their enemies as they pleased. And in the palace of Shushan the Jews killed five hundred persons, and Parshamdatha, and Dalphon, and Aspatha, and Paratha, and Adaliah, Arisal, and Aridal, and Vizatha, the ten sons of Haman ben Hamadatha, the Jews' enemy, they killed but did not lay hands on their property. On the same day the number of the slain at the palace of Shushan was brought before the king, when the king said to Esther the queen, In the palace of Shushan the Jews have slain and destroyed five hundred persons and the ten sons of Haman. What have they done in the rest of the royal provinces? Now what is your request, and it shall be given to you, and what is your petition further, and it shall be done? and esther replied if it is the king's pleasure grant that the jews may do tomorrow what they have done today in shushan and let them hang the 10 sons of haman on the gallows and the king replied it shall be done so a decree was issued in shushan and the 10 sons of haman were hung up the Jews also who were at Shushan collected on that day, and slew in Shushan three hundred persons, but laid not their hands upon their property. And the rest of the Jews who were in the royal provinces collected and stood for their lives, and for peace from their enemies, and killed seventy-five thousand of their haters, but did not seize their property, on the thirteenth day of the month of Adar, but rested on the fourteenth, and made it a day of festivity and rejoicing the jews in shushan however collected on the thirteenth and fourteenth of it but rested on the fifteenth and made that a day of festivity and pleasure consequently he scattered jews who resided in the scattered villages make the fourteenth day of the month adar a delight and festivity and a good day and send presents to their neighbours mordecai afterwards recorded these events and sent letters to all the jews who were in the whole of the dominions of king Cushrush, near or far to ordain to them to celebrate the fourteenth day of the month of adar and the fifteenth day of it from year to year as days upon which safety came to the jews from their enemies and as the month which was turned from agony to delight for them, and from despair to be a pleasant day, and to make them days of festivity and delight, and for sending presents, every one to his neighbor, and gifts to the poor. The Jews consequently undertook to continue it, as they had begun to do, and as Mordecai had written to them, for Haman ben Hamadatha the Agagite, the oppressor of all the Jews, had plotted against the Jews to exterminate them, and he had thrown the arrow, that was his lot, to defeat and exterminate them. However, when it came to be discovered, the king commanded by letters to turn the wicked plot that he had contrived against the Jews upon his own head, and they hung him and his sons on a gallows. They consequently named those days Purim, from the word for an arrow therefore on the receipt of these letters and an account of what they had experienced and what had occurred to them the jews decreed and imposed upon themselves and on their descendants and all who joined them that they would not omit to do year by year on these two days as the letters directed and that those days should be remembered and practised from generation to generation in every family province and town and that these days of purim should not be omitted against the jews nor the memory of them cease from their race esther the queen also wrote with full authority to confirm the second decree of purim and sent letters to all the jews of the hundred and twenty-seven provinces of the empire of kushrush as messages of peace and security and confirmed the fixed days of purim as mordecai and queen esther had appointed to them and which they had taken upon the souls of themselves and their race with acts of fasting and crying so the command of esther confirmed the affairs of the purim and it was recorded in this book chapter ten. king kushrush afterwards laid a tax on the land and the isles of the sea and as to all the result of his authority and power and the wide greatness of mordecai how great he was with the king they are recorded in the history of the events of the days of the kings of media and persia for Mordecai the Jew was second to King Cushrush, and great among the Jews, and delightful to the man of his countrymen. He sought to benefit his people, and made safety for all his race. The End of the Book of Esther. Recording by Mark Penfold.